Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox, where we discuss emotional investment specifically as it pertains to women. Today, we have Stephanie Ozul, qualified career advisor and founder of Cover My CV, where she offers services such as career advice, CVs, LinkedIn, personal statements, and so much more. She's also the creator of I Am No Wonder Woman, a blog where she talks about adulting, life, and mental health. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi, Charlie. I'm so, so happy that you're here. I have so many questions to ask you, um, specifically because you are in the field when it comes to investing, um, ensuring that women are investing in their careers and they mm-hmm. are putting their best effort to, you know, some of their goals and where they want to go. So I'm so glad yeah. that you're on this platform and I'm happy and elated to hear your point of view on this topic. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super excited. Um, I've, you know, been a huge fan of your work for a really long time now. And yeah, I think it's overdue that we were collaborating. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'm excited. Perfect. So I want to come into this conversation with an article that I read earlier. Um, it was talking about, well, I'll start with... The article is by um, Davia Seals, and it was on Psychology Today. And it discussed the difference between emotional investment and emotional spending. And he states that an emotional investment is when we focus on our emotions in the form of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors into anything that we hope over time will help us grow and sustain our emotional well-being. So basically, it's... Um, you know, investing our feelings in something that we feel will help us grow. Whereas emotional mm-hmm. spending is when we are not necessarily as careful about our concerns or care- careful about or concerned with how our emotional experiences help. I'm sorry. Uh, we It's when we are not necessarily as careful about or concerned with how our emotional experience helps us improve our well-being over time. So basically, you know, we're careful, carelessly spending our emotional energy, but we're not necessarily aware of where we're placing our investment. And I thought Mm -hmm. that this was a great framework for our conversation and super timely because there's been a video floating around on TikTok where a woman is grieving over her seven-year relationship where she emotionally spent um, and, and now they are broken up and she's devastated over the amount of work, energy, and time she spent on her ex-partner. Um, and I thought that would be a great start because I am very curious to know how you frame emotional investments and how that kind of correlates with the work that you do in terms of career and financial, um, uh, trying to make sure that women are uh, aware and are um, spending their their financial investments correctly or budgeting correctly. 
Yeah. Um, so I guess what I'll start off with is, I don't know if you've heard of, you've heard the term like, oh, I'm spent, like S-P-E-N-T, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm spent, like I'm done, I'm tired, I'm exhausted. And um, as a woman, um, it's easier for you to be spent because we've been conditioned from a very young age to give our labor, our time to mm-hmm. other people outside of ourselves. So our families, right? Um, mm-hmm. So our partners, um, other people, okay, even at work, um, you know, you will have the same job as a man, but you, you're going to be doing the extra social things like organizing events and doing the diversity and inclusion work. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. um, it's almost as if as a woman, um, you like societally, we have a shorter rope to be spent. So mm-hmm. when it comes to your emotional investments, you may not even be aware of how much you are spending in the first place. Um, because you've been conditioned to see that as something that you should be doing or, or something that is expected of you. Okay. Um, so when it, so what I see as, um, an, an emotional investment is the people and things in which you are placing a lot of value in, right. Is Mm -hmm. it worth it? Is it worth it? And the thing is, Every single person has their own um, framework of, you know, what is worthy or not or what is deserving or not. Does that make sense? So, for example, if you are somebody who is not really keen on children, you know, um, the concept of, you know, putting your energy and your time into raising a family may not really be worth the payoff for you. Does that make sense? Um, But if you are someone who, you know, your dream you want a family you want a husband you want kids you want the picket fence everything which is just as valid um and falling within tradition then that's something that would be worth it for you uh with that being said though it's more about whatever you value and whatever you you know place kind of highly you need to make sure that uh, it's important to make sure that whatever you're investing in pays off for you and um whilst you know human beings are tricky you know there's a lot of talk about well this can't you can't guarantee this and anyone can walk out on you and you can lose your Mm -hmm. job tomorrow I do feel like um there are some steps and some measures you can take to make sure you know you're getting a good deal and a lot of that usually comes by you know how am I feeling you know am I being nourished am I being poured into um is this situation is this person is this union is this fulfilling me um in 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 xyz ways so that's kind of like broadly how I kind of see it I like that a lot and what I like about um the way that you're introducing this idea and this concept is that it, it, it really does focus on, you know, your personal needs, what your personal wants are. And 
you know, there there are talks all often on social media when people are having conversations about, you know, partnering or in relationships where they do bring up the, the case of, well, people can leave or people can do that. And it's almost like a warning or almost like fear mongering a little bit um, mm. when when you are like almost yeah it's almost like fear mongering and when it when you're thinking about these emotional investments you can also take away your investment at any time it's not a long or prolonged thing that you are contracted to and you have to be there for you know your whole life as much as someone else can take away their emotional investment you can take your emotional investment away too if a boundary is crossed, if someone, um, if you guys have an agreed upon standard uh, where you guys mm. are both benefiting from that and that is crossed, you guys can always take away your emotional investment. And sometimes I feel like that's a power that we miss or we forget that we have so that we don't right. have to always be the person who is suffering um, we don't always have to wait for someone to take away their emotional investment. We can see something that's not right for us, something that, you know, uh, crossed our boundaries, something that is not aligned with our authentic self and decide to pull away our investment as well. So I want to highlight that in, in this conversation that you also have power. You, you can, you contain, you hold your investment. And you can decide where to place it and you can decide to take it out of the piggy bank or the bank at any time that you want. And that really is something that you should start thinking about of what would be the determining factors of, you know, placing your investment and as well as taking away your investment. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, with the term emotional investment, um, if we compare it to financial investment, you know, there are like mm -hmm. key principles when it comes to finance. So for example, like compound interest, the fact that, you know, you put in a pound today um, or a dollar today, and then next year it's like a dollar 70 or something like that. And the more money mm -hmm. you put in, right, the more interest and all the more money you get. Right. So if we use that right. kind of same concept, it's the same thing. So I've been with this, man or woman year one like what does year two look like right what does month one look like what does month two look like what does month three look like okay um am I growing in this relationship am I developing mm -hmm. am I being nurtured do I feel safe um you argued about this the first time the second time are you still arguing about the same thing you know like and I think that's why it's so and good like even in financial planning they'll tell you like set goals right um mm -hmm. set targets i don't necessarily mean that you know we should go about relationships in such a controlled way but one thing i i realize about women is and i'm saying this dragging myself um mm -hmm. we put we will literally like look up the league tables of colleges and universities, right? Which one to mm -hmm. go to, which one, right? We will, we will uh, book sessions with careers advisors, with like coaches, right? Uh, with life mm -hmm. coaches. We will 
make sure we get our our, our hair done, our nails done, get the reviews. But like, it's almost like when it comes to love, there's like, it's just, woo, like just allowing yourself to just be taken on the craziest ride, letting things go with the flow. And it's, and again, like, do not think that, oh, because you're a boss bitch or because you're mm-hmm. a corporate baddie, or you're independent, like the patriarchy is very real, right? The mm-hmm. interpersonal mm-hmm. dynamics are very real and they are very grinding and they are very crushing, right? So mm-hmm. you need to see your life the same way how you know the importance of managing your money, your actual finances, that moolah mm-hmm. is the same thing, is the same seriousness when you're talking about who you're investing in on an emotional, interpersonal level. Now, there are going to be people in your life that you will feel more obligated to facts. Mm -hmm. For example, your family, your mother, your father, your brothers, your sisters, right? Um, Right. And then let's say tier two will be your partner or your man or whatever, right? Mm Mm-hmm. As somebody who has gone no contact with the majority of my family, trust me, <laughs> even those people like can I can you can I can take my money out from the mm-hmm. the bank of family any single day. Like I've done that because it was certain dynamics, family dynamics I was in was harmful. Mm-hmm. Um they were depleting me because I don't want this episode to just be about all oh, niggas like men, right? Yeah, it's the yeah, same yeah. thing when it comes to family, anyone, right? So don't feel that because you're bound to somebody by blood, those standards need to drop, right? Or those boundaries need to lessen, okay? Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, so in the case of like family, um just because you're the first daughter only daughter um only mm-hmm. child or you're the reliable sibling that everyone keeps coming to right and people have gotten used to you but you know it's taken a lot out of you you're not able to manage your other priorities as well because when your cup is full full to the brim it is it, it you you pour from a place that's less resentful that's less giving mm-hmm. right so there, mm-hmm. there's the family aspect of things, which I will say that most women have the biggest obligation to. And then when we think about our romantic partnerships, especially as we age, right? Because then you want to mm-hmm. settle down, you want to lay roots, you want to get married, you want to have kids. Um, and desperation can kick in as well. I'm not even going to lie. Like for mm-hmm. many women, especially those who, you know, want children by a certain age and stuff like that. Fertility concerns and stuff. It's very one thing I noticed is it's like I have been with this man for too long, so I can't take my investment out now because mm-hmm. I've put too much into this partner. I've put too much into this relationship. I've put too much into this union, and you know, there's this whole thing. Well, if you leave them they're going to find someone else and that person will basically benefit from all you've invested in. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I say to that is 
um, you need to like happiness is the currency here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know you might have the car in the driveway, um, and the cute baby, or you know you might it may be nice posting on Instagram that it's your third year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, happiness is the currency, and you will know deep inside your heart like. Am I happy here? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not somebody that believes that there's no, there's not a period of like strife or struggle or whatever Mm. that you and your partner, because relationships and unions, especially when we're dealing with childhood trauma and wounds, like if I had a, I had a, I had a, I had a partner that I was with for a few years that if he left me when the tides were rough, that relationship would have packed up a long time ago. So I've been the beneficiary of somebody emotionally investing in me, even when the times weren't good. And I'm forever grateful for that. Right. But mm. on the other side, it's like each parties have to be benefiting from each other, from that love, you know, that loyalty, mm-hmm. um, the union shared over time, like it has to make sense for you. Right. And if you feel like you're depleted and you're not being nurtured and you're not being nourished, right, that is a sign things were wrong. And as Charlie said, you can always bring that back. So, yeah. I really like that. I like everything that you said. And I was, you know, when we were talking about your partner and um, that personal story, I thought it was a really good uh, kind of entryway into saying that you can always be emotional, emotionally vulnerable with your partner. Like that's not the understanding your investments is not stopping you from being emotionally vulnerable with your partner or whoever you choose to be emotionally vulnerable with and a person who you trust, you know. That's not to say that you do that, but you should, especially women, should be more cautious on what they stand on and who with and ask yourselves if your efforts are contributing to your emotional well-being. And I've been really saying this to myself and, and I've been saying this to myself, my, myself and, and others. Um if you don't plan a goal, if you don't have an objective like money, or if you don't have an agenda, or if you don't have a framework like money, you will be siphoned from and your money will be uselessly spent. And that's how I feel about emotional investments. It's not trying to control the situation. It's trying to create or find a direction where to mm-hmm. place your emotional investments. And it, when you don't have that framework, that's the times that happen. That's the times where, you know, people will siphon from you. People will take your emotional investments and thank, and, and, and thank you for it and will leave you with nothing, leave you spent, like you said. And yeah. I was thinking about um, uh, this this idea of like, pouring your energy into others and uh, neglecting yourself. And and I'm curious to know what you have to to say about this. I I think like when we're talking about investment, sometimes it does come from a place of scarcity. And Mm. 
you think that if I pour, I will pour all of my energy into my partner, my family, my coworkers, my friends, um, but I would neglect myself. And I think that is because this idea of scarcity, where we think that our investments are the feelings and emotions and where we place our energy are finite. And I don't, and they're not finite. You can do both. You can make an emotional investment on yourself and you can make an emotional investment on others. And, you know, sometimes I think when we think in that scarcity mindset, we pour so much into others that we neglect ourselves. And then the the act of actually neglecting ourselves is where it's hard to pull away from that partner or that friend or that family because you feel as though you have nothing. Um, and I, and I'm curious to know what you think about, you know, like the, the idea of scarcity and, and what is it that keeps a person holding on besides the investment in them? Why, why wouldn't they see that it's, you taking back your energy and you give you providing an emotional investment or pouring into yourself. Yeah. So, um, I think if I'm to frame your question, it's like, why would, why wouldn't, why would someone keep giving basically their energy and their emotional investments like continuously, like into someone, even if it's not being, reciprocated in the same way is that what you're trying to get at Charlie if you can just reframe the question yeah yeah I'm, I'm kind of saying um well I, I'm asking uh mm-hmm. what is a way or mm-hmm. why why would a person or how I guess I'm saying why would a person put their energy only into their partner and and neglect themselves like what right you know how can you balance your emotional investment so that if you decide to leave if you feel like this relationship isn't working how can you ensure that you've also poured into yourself while pouring into others does that make sense yeah 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 yeah. i think um so I'm going to use this analogy of like, sometimes if you're, if you say you're like a mug, like a, um, you're a mug and someone's pouring water into you, but you have like holes, you know, in that cup of yours, right? In your mm-hmm. vessel. And what that means is it doesn't matter how much is being poured into you've got those like holes that the water is leaking out of. And I refer mm-hmm. to those holes as like wounds, right? Wounds of neglect, of abandonment, um, loneliness up in there as well. And what we sometimes try to do is, you know, because like the water is leaking out, right? And this is mm-hmm. gushing out. And it's almost like you're trying to... <laughs> fill up that rescue boat to save you 
Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to jump in in your cup instead. Like, because so point I'm trying to make is like, sometimes um, when we have our own internal issues going on, childhood issues, father wounds, mother wounds, mm-hmm. um, if we've been neglected growing up, right? Um, right. All this kind of stuff, insecurities, um, we tend to see other people as lifeboats mm. instead of people that we are mutually building relationships and partnerships with, mm. right? And in doing so, it means that you're not even tracking what you're spending or investing because you can't even really sit with yourself too tough. Does that make sense? So I think in order to have balance is key, right? So pouring into others, pouring into yourself, you being poured into. And I want to make this very, very clear. I don't believe that love is scarce. And I don't believe, I feel like it is the most renewable energy resource we Mm -hmm. have on this planet. and. I'm not the, and I hope that anyone listening in doesn't feel like, you know, me and Charlie are up on here saying you need to count every single little penny that you're spending and don't give too much to other people. I feel like love is a renewable energy resource and it's source and it's, and it's abundant. Like, you know, that love heals, love nurtures, love grows, love Mm -hmm. inspires. And the more you give, right. You can right. get that 10 times back, but it's about giving and nurturing to the right people. you got a narcissist mother, a narcissist father, a narcissist family, right? That from young, mm-hmm. they never treated you well. They never done right by you. They never stood up for you. They never had your back. And you keep pouring in. That's madness. That's, right. a, that's madness. That's insanity, right? And you... Mm-hmm. And you continuing to do what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to change because why? It's the same thing. Let's let's bring that same analogy. If you go to your bank statements and every year, every year you're in the red, every year your bank is, you're in your overdraft and you're not putting, and no money's coming inside it. The next year you check, the next month you check, it's still going to be an overdraft boo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for that. 10k deposit from the sky to drop in there i I don't know but it's the same thing look at your bank account statements you're always in the red always in the overdraft if you look tomorrow it's probably going to be the same thing right but again Mm -hmm. it's about seeing that looking at those statements looking at line by line and being honest with yourself and saying you know what me putting my energy and time here because I think there's a difference between somebody not giving giving back mm-hmm. but taking away from you as well to deplete you. Oh, no, 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 no. And so many yeah. women are in, been in that boat. Because right. like, I can do something for someone and they not necessarily, like, give me the same thing. But it's cool. Like, it's Gucci. Like, I, I, I've, whatever. Like, I've done that from the goodness of my heart. And I'm not counting. Oh, right. Doesn't there's right and sometimes you can just charge it to the game right, right. you move on 
But you just want to do it. Exactly. Um, you know, as the, just from the goodness of your heart and your soul and you supported right. somebody, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm talking about, when we talk about investment, it means that we have chosen specific people and things that we want to pour into over time. That's what we're referring mm-hmm. to here, right? Mm-hmm. And if those people are not balancing the books, but not only that, like taking us into the red, that needs mm-hmm. to be sorted out. The same way if your finances are in disarray, you an accountant will tell you, yo, like, you know, your spending habits need to change. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you need to cancel these direct debits, right? You would get that advice. And if you implemented that advice, things would change. So we need to have that same approach with the people in our lives. Trust me, as women, like, you, you don't even, you probably wouldn't even be able to, imagine how much energy you are spending into people that you think one day they're gonna do you a solid there's one thing i learned uh, in a very hard way and i'm still learning because people will still be surprising me (laughs) i'm not gonna sit up here and say that i perfected it or i'm a guru here like i'm still catching l's off this thing because a lot of the time you will come into a union or a space and because let's say you have certain values around respect, uh, reciprocity, right. uh, um, you know, love and you understand like basic, like foundations to a healthy friendship or relationship, whatever mm-hmm. you will just, you will expect, you will assume that, you know, you've met this person, they're nice, they're cool. You know, you seem like you have the same values, but in practicality, it's like, whoa, I'm not getting my needs met. I'm being disrespected. I'm being violated. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do you the way you just did me here, right? And the longer mm-hmm. you stay in that, you would you would think that, oh, okay, they're going to correct their behavior or things are going to change. But there's some people that will shamelessly take whatever it is from you. Like, let's say sex. Like, they may not even like you too tough. They may not respect you too tough, but they're still going to be in your life because they're gaining something from you. Let's say mm-hmm. like sex or physical intimacy because you still give them care. You still give them intimacy, but they don't respect you like that or they're not giving you what you need, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. So there's that. And then like with, even with friendships as well, like I said, it's not just about dating. It's not just about family. Right. If we're taking it to the platonic as well, you know, your girl's always in a crisis you're on the phone two three four a.m talking her through whatever issue she's got on you know hospital hospital appointments you're there the darkest moments of your life you're there birthday you're there you know you show mm-hmm. up you're reliable but then when it when it comes to you now you know when it comes to you now it's it's it's, it's and the thing is right no way you one thing in life let me tell you something one thing in life that i do not want to be is bitter oh <laughs> bitter people right. have a heavy ass energy mm-hmm. bitter people have a heavy energy people who are and how how does bitterness come usually it's through resentment resentment mm-hmm. usually turns into bitterness that's one way you can be bitter there's many ways to be bitter but resentment is i would say top three i don't know if you agree with me Charlie. right no i agree so 
how do we avoid that is by making sure that we course correct because mm-hmm. you can get me fucked up but you're not gonna get me all the way fucked up <laughs> I can be like, right i can be like yo okay like hi let's let's check in let's check in let's check in let's check in just like if you're spending if if you're spending you need to be your own emotional accountant right and just check in with Ooh, yourself and that. say yo like hey hey hi hi um look this is what's going down and and that comes through feeling safe and comfortable enough to express your needs and be vulnerable and some of you listening may need to work on that and i'm sure you know charlie's got a whole other podcast episodes you can listen to about that so i won't go into it but checking in with yourself firstly to -hmm. take stock of how you feel and then communicating that to someone like i have a i have a friend who you know um not gonna go into too much detail but it's like there's some things that's happening in the friendship and just certain behaviors and boundaries being crossed and all of that that i my body is not reacting well to my physical mm. body is just not reacting well to but my logical mind is but they're a good person they're nice mm. you know you have the same vibes that like you get on intellectually they do it for you da, 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 da. but my body my my flight or flight has just been really activated around them. so i know that yeah i need to pull back right mm. so mm-hmm. i would just say that like Again, you know, in, in, in finance, you have different investment vehicles. So, you know, you got your ETF, you got your stocks, you got your pensions, you got, I know if you're American, mm-hmm. you got your Roth IRA, all of that kind of stuff. Like, you see the main people in your life as those investment vehicles. You need to take stock with yourself and say, okay, the relationship I have with my family, honestly, like, where is it at? The relationship with my, uh my my siblings where is it at the relationship with my extended Mm -hmm. family the relationship with my partner the relationship with this person that i'm dating because think about it women we make heavy our sacrifices Mm -hmm. i'm talking 25 years dedicated to a charity that you started from Mm -hmm. nothing i'm talking 40 years 40, 40 years of Sundays that you 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 put into a, a church or a mosque or a temple, right? Cooking, mm-hmm. cleaning, uh, 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 making sure the Sunday bulletins are, are, are read and still raising your families. You ask your grandmothers and your aunties and your moms, you guys know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And that labor is, 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 when you die, they'll be like, yes. Auntie Charlie, she was so good. She was always frying catfish after church. Um, she mm-hmm. did, 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 did. You're dead. You're dead and you're gone. Right? Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure, because um, you're not going to be around to hear your obituary. So the life that you live whilst, you know, your heart is still beating, let it be one that resonates with you, with the vision you have for your life, um, the purpose you've set out for yourself. Um, and yes, this life is gonna have like its roller coasters and its challenging times. And I'm not saying, oh, because your nigga did this to you that you need to cut him off and block him and like, oh, he 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 mm-hmm. did this to you one time and you need to cut him off and no no no. I'm 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 not I'm really big on like preserving relationships and working through mm-hmm. things because 
now more than ever, we need community, we need unions, we need love, we need intimacy, we need passion, we need desire. So I'm not mm. the first person just to be like, oh, dump him and da da da. Like, that's never been my um, mantra, okay? But we're thinking about long term. Right, because mm-hmm. how you start off is how you. That's why they say to you, financial habits are really hard to break. You know your right. money habits, your spending habits. It's hard to break, and a lot of the time we've been modeled that from family, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's the same thing. If you if you're if you're a, if you're a people pleaser, if you're self sacrificial, the likelihood of you being an emotional reckless spender is very very high. Mm-hmm. right and if this resonates with you you know it will resonate for those that it resonates with it resonates with but the more we work on ourselves our woundings our problems our internal issues the more we take stock of our relationships platonic mm-hmm. romantic familial whatever all those different aspects of love and who we give that love out to and we take honest stock of it we can build a life the same thing with a financial plan to see where we're going because it's all about you know where am I going to be in two years where am I going to be in three mm-hmm. years get where am I going to be four years Stephanie of I'm Stephanie of five six seven eight nine ten I'll be in situations that ain't going nowhere situationships that ain't going nowhere mm-hmm. with guys that treat me like shit or don't really rate me or but I used to, oh my bag was the emotional unavailable guys woo like that was my mm-hmm. bag <laughs> right and now um it's like I don't even let that run the same way and if I do it's not for long because I can say to myself mm-hmm. you know what this ain't right this ain't it I'm better than this it will get to a point where you will feel so much shame when you dishonor yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know we talk about shame as a bad thing, but sometimes shame can be a good thing too. Oh, go on, Charlie. Right. No, no, no. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. So, but it's a muscle. It's a muscle you just have to build. So, working on yourself, developing yourself. And when I say working on yourself, because that's so, everyone says, oh, work on yourself. I'm talking about like Mm -hmm. inner child healing, uh, shadow work. Um, go into therapy uh, using the right therapeutic interventions and modalities um, mm-hmm. right like journaling yoga you know like really working on yourself to heal and not just healing in isolation but healing in community and the thing is right I will also say this you may not have the mindset to to accurately take stock of yourself like for example um, if you're a bad spender or you're a hoarder or you're bad with money, you may look at your bank statement and be like, mm, it's not too bad. Or you right. understand? Right. Mm, this, this, this is not too bad. Oh, I need this subscription. Or you know what? Mm, if you make, you could make like a, a hundred pound, hundred dollar purchase, hundred pound purchase. And you're going to say to yourself, okay, cool. I'm not going to buy 100 pound thing but i'm gonna buy four things that are 25 dollars, but it still reaches up to 100 but that's you deluding oh. yourself that you're getting with money that's when you need to that's why it's so good to speak to other people like 
having friends in your life where you mm-hmm. can speak to them honestly and say, what do you think about this situation with my family? What do you think about this situation with my partner? What do you think about no. this? Situ-? And then it's just like the same way you go to an accountant or a financial planner. You don't have to do this alone. Your, the way your mind is or the way your your mind may be set up, right, may not even mm. allow you at this current stage to assess your situation correctly. So you do well, that with the support of a therapist. You do that with the support of your best friend. You do that with the support of your counsellor. Or you even ask a stranger and be like, yo, like, what do you think of this? Now, I'm going to take that up a notch and say, some of you have friends where the blind is leading the blind, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> all of you could be birdie. That's the word I like to use in your own way. And it's fine. It's cool. Especially if, like, you've got friends where you've grown up with each other for a really long time. So I would mm. say get a, what do they say? Get an objective, <laughs> impartial opinion. Because, um, mm. you know, sometimes the people close to us, they may put, our ego like before anything so just having but then if you're someone who have real ones in yourself that can check you right right but you have to be open to that because i know some Mm. people may have yes men friends up up in here where you understand where (laughs) they love you they ride out for you but the advice or the opinion they may give may not necessarily be the best one because they may be going through the same thing so all I'm trying to say is if you're not at that stage where you can take stock and because you've been in the pattern or recycle for a long time, it might be good to just get like an outside view to just help you do that. So yeah, that's, that's what I've got to say on that. Yeah, that, that was great. That was really great. I like that idea of like, you, it, it is very hard for you to judge yourself because you, you're using your own criteria. So mm-hmm. it's hard to have an objective right. um, point of view on yourself because yeah, you can convince yourself that everything is good and tell right. yourself you're right. <laughs> um, I, and I, and I really like the idea of like when you were talking about um, doing the work and I've been kind of thinking about this whole thing of doing the work. And I think so much of that is just having the most intimate relationship with yourself. Like, that's how you do the work. You learn who you are. You learn your likes and your dislikes. You learn your pattern. And it doesn't have to be from a place or space from of judgment. It can be just of a space of noting, noting your behavior, noting what you like, your patterns, what you don't want, what you do want. Like, that's a way to kind of do the work. Um, it's also a way to kind of take stock of, you know, where you're placing your energy, where you're doing, where you are placing your emotional investments. Um, just having a really, really intimate relationship with yourself is, is, is the best way for you to understand your emotional investments, but also do the work that you, you really want to do. And, um, as we think about these check-ins and as we think about um, how to be our own emotional accountant, I have some questions that you guys can ask yourself um, if you are aware that you are being siphoned from or you aren't aware that you are giving to a bottomless pit. 
you know, if these things that you are passively going through and that you aren't aware of, um, I have some questions to kind of just help you realize if that's something that's happening to you or if that's something that you want to change or if you feel that hankering or that 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 emotion, but you just don't have a label for it. Um, there's these are some questions that I think would be really great for you to kind of journal through and 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 think one for yourself. So some of them are when investing, are you growing are you growing from this experience or are you feeling depleted? Are your emotional investments equal? And like Stephanie said, it doesn't have to be a tit for tat. You don't have to account for everything. Um, you can do things from just the kindness of your heart, but you do want to make sure that you're not pouring to the point that you're empty or you're not pouring into a vessel that is empty, that's a bottomless pit that will take all your love, all your emotions, all your care, and just use it up and, and ask and want for more or demand for more. So that's a question you should be able to ask yourself. Do you feel obligated or have you been coerced to give emotionally more than what you desired? Sometimes you can give to others, but sometimes people, you know, like I said, they become bottomless pits. They want more. They want more. And you may not have the desire to or the energy to give as much. Are you being guilted by your family, friends or coworkers or lovers? Because that is a manipulative task that people use to get what they want at the expense of you. And this one's for Black women in, um, in particular. Is the superhero trope and social conditioning motivating you to give more than you receive? Sometimes we feel like we have to be more for others than we are for ourselves. And sometimes that is expected. That's culturally expected. And we can, we can lean into that. Um, so ask yourself, is, is that social conditioning? Are you being motivated by that? Is that you? Um, those are just a good, those are good questions to really self-reflect on. If you have a conversation about emotional inequality with the party you're speaking to, would they be receptive to it? Um, and this is just a, a conversation of when you're thinking about the future around boundaries, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to have a conversation with someone about boundaries if you know they're not going to respect it or be receptive to it anyway. So maybe that is your clue to take your emotional investments away and, and, and put it back into yourself. Are you okay with creating boundaries even if others object? You know, will you act if the boundary is crossed? Uh, these are just a few questions that you can ask yourself that you can journal through and it will help you get closer to yourself. It will help you, you know, kind of scan your body and see uh, if you feel good answering those questions, you feel bad answering those questions, that will be a clue that maybe there are some boundaries that you need to create for yourself. And Finally, after you've done some self-reflection and you have a good sense of where you are in terms of emotional investment or being emotionally spent, there are some quick strategies and solutions that you can use. But before I go into the strategies, I'm curious to know, Stephanie, do you have any questions that you think would be a great uh, 
question to reflect on yeah journaling just to kind of understand yourself yeah so I've got a few so what will this emotional investment look like in five years based on the current trajectory Another question Mm. I will ask is, does this current situation align with my ideal future self? Mm -hmm. And lastly, do I have the faith that I will be okay if I pull my emotional investments out? Those are good questions. Those are really, really great questions. Um, So I think you guys really take the time to answer these for yourself because they are going to open a lot of uh, questions, open a lot of doors, open a lot for you so that you can start to decide for yourself what you want your world to look like. And after you've self-reflected, after you got a good sense of where you are in terms of those uh, emotional investments, these are just some quick strategies that I think would really help you. um, And it would help you try to navigate that conversation. It would help you try to define these things for yourself. The first thing I always say, have a tough conversation. That is the best thing that's going to be on your side because people will do as much as you let them. And the conversation can not only introduce your boundaries, but also act as evidence of if or when that boundary is broken. Um, When you have the conversation, no one can say, you never told me. And a lot of people lean on that um, when it comes to using your energy, using your time, using your emotional investments, they can lean on the idea or the thought you never told me. And that could be a correct assumption too. So have a tough conversation. Number two, define and remind yourself of your standards for continuing the relationship dynamic. And I, this is my opinion, but you can also do it during the relationship. I think prior to a relationship, you really need to define for yourself what is acceptable for you. And I think it would be a good idea to take a day and think about past experiences or examples, positive and negative, to help you define this. Um, Also know that it can be a rolling list because sometimes you only know what you know and you only figure that out with experience. So just kind of make a note of what you think would be a good dynamic for you that would be healthy for you that could cultivate love, create safety, create growth for you and write those things down because sometimes uh, we operate in a way we just operate anyway and we have no framework. We have no groundwork and that can be detrimental to us because um, we may be, crossing some of our boundaries or doing things that are not in alignment with our values. Uh, The next one, you need to define or decide when enough is enough. You know, know prior to a relationship what your enough is. And that can be if you dread being with someone, you find yourself abused, you find yourself with suicidal ideation, 
you find yourself depleted, um, and this is with family, friends, coworkers, anyone, uh, your enough is your enough. And it doesn't matter what the relationship obligations are, how you're connected. If that's your enough, then you can honor that. And last but not least, uh, create a pathway out of this emotional cycle. If there's like an emotional cycle where you're constantly pouring into the wrong people, where you're pouring into a bottomless pit, where you are pouring into someone and neglecting yourself, uh, you need to find or define a pathway out of this emotional cycle. Now, this could be with a therapist. This can be with yourself, self-help book, friends, family. Um, but you do need to find, define, you know, find that pathway out. And some, this is just a general pathway, and you can definitely define this for yourself. But it just includes, you know, recognizing the emotional cycle self-reflecting and understanding your its source, you know, why you are doing the things you are doing, seeking support from your community, um, not only asking them for help, uh, but also you need fun enjoying your life. So having that community to remind you of what that looks like, seeking professional help, setting boundaries, and last but not, not least, practicing compassion. Compassion is going to be your greatest skill set for this this particular experience um because you know shame like you said it, it can be a good and useful thing but sometimes when we take it too far we can shame ourselves into inaction um so that's just some of my strategies uh stephanie do you have any that you would love to share with us yeah um i would say Checking in with yourself like regularly, um, like having like a journaling practice is really key and maybe doing like a thematic analysis. So with my clients, um, I'm a career coach, business coach. So I do like visualization activities and I ask certain questions mm -hmm. and vision mapping and all that. And one thing I really love doing is based on what they're saying, um, based on what they're drawing, I do a thematic analysis. So today I had a client and uh, I asked her to talk about what her vision is and her grand goals and she drew it out and um she was drawing trees and that's very symbolic so um that lets mm. me know like things to do with like rootedness and strong foundations and steadiness like um are really key to her and she agreed so Mm -hmm. Really check in with yourself and like do an analysis on like what are the common themes around your relationships, around your friendships, around your unions, platonic, romantic, otherwise, um, because that will like mm -hmm. really, really help. And the second thing I will say is really do give yourself grace. Like as I'm speaking here, mm -hmm. obviously I'm a guest speaker um, and I've learned through trial and error, but I'm still fucking up. Like I'm still messing up. Like there'll be mm -hmm. some times where so. I'll be in Delulu because you know that like, sometimes you meet someone and they're great. And then a lot of the times we women, we project our own goodness onto people and maybe like mm -hmm. there's a fantasy we have. And then we just kind of like fit this person into our dream world. And then red flag will come, red flag will come. And it's like, ah, uh, but I think with age and time, like, um, I snap out of that a lot quicker than let's say I did when I was like 
younger or a teen. Like I'm talking real, real quick, right? So mm-hmm. it's just so I would say like those two things, like checking in with yourself um, and basically giving yourself grace because the more grace you give yourself, the less shame you feel. Like shame is a very calcifying emotion. Um, and you mm-hmm. can spiral as well. So like there's there's shame and then there's toxic shame. I feel like sh- shame is okay because sometimes shame lets you know that I didn't I didn't I didn't I I didn't behave well. I didn't do right. Like right. I messed up here, right? But toxic mm-hmm. shame is calcifying, like it's paralyzing. It, it it has you in like a doom kind of like loop. So giving yourself grace mm-hmm. is key because you need to. And one thing I would say to everyone here is, as women, we there has been centuries worth of conditioning, programming, propaganda mm-hmm. to have you spent. So honestly, like any time you fall, like. A lot of the time it's not on you. Like um, when you were born as like a blank slate, like as a child, like you had all these amazing qualities, right? Like conditioning, Mm -hmm. society. Some of us grew up in really toxic households, abusive households, right? Um, So sometimes we, we weren't modeled those kind of frameworks of like care and receptivity. And you understand, um, So understand that in a patriarchal capitalist system, we are literally like raised to be exploited from, from a very young age. And if you are black, like you will know this heavily, like, uh, like as a West African woman, like I know, like it's, 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 it's deep for us. So understand Mm -hmm. that like, whenever you like mess up, like quote unquote, like give yourself grace and I say give yourself grace in a way where it, if I say to you now, oh, you know, like you're a human, like you mess up. Blah, blah, sometimes that won't resonate with you. But what I was what I just want to remind you is like we are living under a system. We are living under a society that is very exploitative at its core to everyone. You know, we've got the strikes going mm-hmm. on. We've got all this kind of uh, labor and this and that we slavery all of that shit right so when you are a woman times it by two okay right and then when you are a black woman because of racism you add you add more tax on that shit so however you fumble and however you fall and however you uh you spend too much you know, sometimes you, you only wanted to spend 60 pound in the shop, but you, you end up spending a hundred pound or a hundred dollars, right? Uh, sometimes you charge it to the game, but it's just about making sure that, okay, the next time I'm going to go in there and I'm just going to, you know, take my time. I'm going to budget accordingly. I'm going to, so it's just a muscle. You just have to get better at it and don't beat yourself up too much and remind yourself that you're still human and you're a human mm-hmm. operating under very crazy circumstances. like. You know, there's a war, there's a spiritual war on women, like in this world. I won't even go before we attend take this podcast somewhere else. But like, <laughs> if you know what, I'm, you know what I'm talking about. So, just give yourself grace. Um, I pray a lot. Um, I I pray mm-hmm. like prayer is a strategy for me. It helps me ground myself and come into myself. And I see prayer as like. Uh, a meditation with myself and the divine right but even if you don't mm-hmm. believe in god sometimes you just need to talk to yourself 
right? Talk to yourself, talk to your higher self and have that conversation because not everybody here may be religious or Abrahamic or whatever, but like having that conversation with myself out loud, I'm somebody that like I was, you know, I think I mentioned earlier in the podcast about how I was really going through it with my friend um, and like they just, my nervous system just keeps on being inflamed about them. And I sometimes you don't know what is a trigger from them and what's your own internal wounds. But I just know I wasn't feeling mm-hmm. right. So I left my house. I'm lucky. I, I live like near nature. So I went through like this like forest nature path and it was empty. And I'm just like venting, talking out loud, like really speak out loud. Like I'm praying, I'm venting, I'm, even I'm saying if this person is not meant to be in my life they should leave my life I'm taking deep breaths mm-hmm. the time I did that walk I was sat by a lake did some breath work and you know the answers and the clarity came and then before you know it the next day I'm cool before old Stephanie oh my god this issue situation will be on my mind for like a week I'll be anxious I'll be mm-hmm. scrolling so emotional regulation is a is a strategy healing your nervous system is a strategy right um Mm -hmm. as well so and that's all part of like doing the work as well so yeah i hope i hope that was useful um for you guys i hope that was helpful charlie if i broke it down okay yeah that was that was very great thank you so much um so we also have we're also going to be putting some resources on the website for those who may be in a precarious situation or um, in positions where they may need more help than we can offer. Um, so it's going to be on our website and we may be able to listen on our social media as well. Uh, before I end the podcast, Stephanie, I would love for you to shout out your information, where they can find you, um, and just kind of give us some insight of, of any future projects that you have on the radar. Yeah, so um, I'm a qualified careers advisor and a seasoned entrepreneur. I founded a film club, um, a creative agency, um, and now I've got a program called Monetizing Your Skills to Financial Independence. So I myself have, you know, experimented with being a digital nomad. I've just come back from three months in the Caribbean and I'm fully self-employed and I'm basically... Um, working with professionals, creatives, um, people who are looking for more work-life balance um, and basically helping them to use their skills, um, their current experience to build offers and services, businesses, side hustles, revenue streams um, to achieve Mm -hmm. financial independence. So if that's something that you're interested in, um, you can drop me an email at covermycv at gmail.com. Um, if you are, for example, still, you know, in the kind of corporate route, um, if you want help with a CV, cover letter, careers advice, coaching, job application statements, you can visit covermycv.com. But yeah, you can hit me up at covermycv, so covermycv at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the main, um, projects that I'm working on. And also you can check out my blog at I'm no wonder woman. I'm no wonder woman.co.uk. So yeah, that's all me. Hit me up. Awesome. Please go check her out. She has great resources and she can help you scale and get to where you want to get to. So thank you so much. And on that note, you all take care. 
right. Thank you so much, guys. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.